Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and this is turning into probably my favorite episode of the week, the scouting report. A huge matchup, and we've said this every week so far. This is the most important game we have had thus far. Uh, You know, we've got our first divisional matchup. Every game we've had so far uh, has been against another division. So we are 4-0, but we get to go against the rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, the defending NFC West champions, uh, NFC champions as as, as well. So a gigantic, huge matchup. And here's the deal. Let's be very, very honest. Um, you, you know, if we look at what the Rams have done, we're going to go ahead and we're going to break down a whole bunch of film on the Rams' tendencies, schemes on both sides, players to exploit, players to watch out for, predictions at the end of the episode. One of my favorite things. I, I love that you guys call me out on that uh, whenever it goes wrong. But uh, even some people are giving me credit whenever I'm right, which is rare. I'm not used to that. Um, but there's definitely some news, okay? Right off the bat, and if you've been on Twitter in the past hours, a couple things, uh, good and bad. Let's start with the bad for us. George Kittle got in a very limited to no practice, basically, uh, practice today because of his groin. He is now questionable for Sunday. But here is what I am going to say. Um, I would be willing to bet probably 90% likely he will play. Worst case scenario is he'll be on a snap count. But the groin's interesting. You just got to rest it. Uh, it's what it do whenever it, whenever it acts up. You just got to rest it till it gets better. But he is going to play. If he was not, I think that, that we would have uh, brought in some type of tight end and or a fullback. Because the plan for check whenever he was out, was we were going to put Kittle and Dwelly in that position. So we've got to have three active tight ends. We have to. Uh, we just absolutely have to. So, uh, But I do think that he is going to play. Now on the flip side of that, um, Todd Gurley has been downgraded to doubtful. I doubt that he plays. That's why they call it doubtful. In, in the old NFL ways uh, where they would tag these players throughout the week, now everything's just questionable, which means 50-50. Doubtful was 75% likely he will not be suiting up on Sunday. And also, Aqib Tlaib is out as well. So uh, the 49ers without their starting cornerback, so are the Rams without their starting cornerback as well. And also Clay Matthews uh, broke his jaw. He's got to be out for an extended period of time. So both teams definitely dealing with some injuries on both sides, but Kittle has got to play. And I I do believe that he will play. Um, Again, we'll have to wait and just kind of see what's going to happen. But 
you know, I do believe Kittle's going to play, which is huge. Yeah, that, that's a really, really big deal. Now, when we look at the Rams and kind of what they went through last week, they lost last week to the Seattle Seahawks and Seattle on Thursday Night Football. That was the close game, 29-30. to 30. They missed a field goal at the very end as time expired to lose the game. Um, they're 3-2, and two, so they're still in the winner's column. And it's funny, they're third place in the NFC West, but they would be first place in three separate divisions. So, again, just more strength for what the NFC West is putting out there, whether that's a good or a bad thing for the 49ers is another thing. But uh, this is going to be a huge test. I'm really, really excited to see what's going to go on this week. Now, before I jump into questions, and if you have questions, you're listening live, just want to say thank you for your support. Make sure you hit the like button. Uh, That helps us out a lot. But, um, couple other key injuries. Brandon Cooks is still limited. He is in concussion protocol. He's been cleared to practice, which usually whenever they're cleared on a Thursday um, to Friday, there's a pretty good chance that um, they're going to be able to suit up, but he still hasn't been cleared completely. So uh, that one's rough. You know, If they're without Brandon Cooks, that's going to be huge. They do have Josh Reynolds, who filled in wonderfully well last year, or last year whenever Cooper Cup got hurt. So Josh Reynolds, yeah, he's nowhere near Brandon Cooks. He kind of Cooks is the guy to take the top off of the defense. He's just a speedster that runs go routes nonstop. But um, we'll have to see what happens with that. And Taylor wrapped their safety, uh, rookie safety out of Washington with an ankle I- injury was limited as well. So uh, they've got some issues. We've got some issues. It's the NFL. Everybody's going through this. This is just what it is. Um, let's see here. John, what are you wearing to the game? And what lot will you be in? I want to see you there. I want to get a pick. I do as well. So, uh, um, again, I will be tailgating at the 49ers LA Takeover um, tailgate. So if you want to join that, it's $15. Head over to Facebook. Just type in uh, 49ers LA Takeover. It's going to show you there. Uh, they they have plenty of spots, plenty of space. That's going to be the best spot to find me before the game. Um, I'm going to be wearing my 49ers Rush podcast t-shirt just in case any of you wackos want to see me. Uh, I'll be the only one wearing the shirt. So uh, you'll see me there with a goofy face. And uh, please say hi. Uh, I would love to meet you guys, grab a couple pictures, maybe get a beer or something like that, just talk some football. So please do not hesitate. And also I want to give a shout-out, um, you know, uh, there's so many awesome. I, Facebook's an untapped market for me. I'm just going to be really, really honest. I'm everywhere. Twitch, uh, every podcast place, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, whatever. All over the place there. If Facebook's just not my thing. But I'm trying to change that, and I've got to recommend 49ers Faithful Forum. Um, If you want to be a part of a Niners community on Facebook, the 49ers Faithful Forum is the place to be. Uh, FFF, that's kind of what goes on there. So uh, Anyway, let's jump into here. Um, I think Ward did a decent job and plays better with angles in the secondary to more than Moore did. Do you agree? Uh, if we look at this one game kind of a snapshot of of Ward, yeah, I agree with you. Jimmy Ward played great. And the problem with Jimmy Ward, there's two things. One, obviously health, which he's healthy right now, so we got to be happy with that. But two, he's not an explosive playmaker in the passing game. He had a very he had a decent game. But he is great in the run game. There, it's you, know, you wish you could kind of combine Tarvarius Moore and 
Jimmy Ward because Jimmy Ward's always in the right place. He's just not very explosive when it comes to the passing game. He's not that eraser that you want um, in the back of your secondary. However, he is great in pursuit angles and tackling. He's very, very physical, and he is usually in the right place whenever he's approaching the line of scrimmage, which is a big reason why we tried him out at nickel a few years ago because we wanted to keep him in the box because he's just so physical. So, yeah, that I agree with you completely there. He does help us out very positively in the run game, perhaps not so much in the passing game. So we'll just have to see what's going to happen there. Another question, what tight ends will be active? Who is likely to play the fullback role as of now? Okay, Kittle, Dwelly, and Toy Lolo are going to be the active tight ends, in my opinion. And I think that the two people that are going to play most in the fullback role are going to be Dwelly and Kittle. Um, they're going to be moving back and forth. And another thing, too, you're going to see this a lot with the Kyle Shanahan double pre-motion. You'll have Kittle back there as a fullback, and you'll have Dwelly as the tight end initially. But then they'll motion Kittle to the right tight end, and they'll motion Dwelly back to the fullback role. And so just because they're lining up that way doesn't necessarily mean that it's just going to be one or the other. They're both going to be playing that way. Um, So curious to see. Now, a little bit of news came out today for sure. You know, talking about Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, our touchdown scoring machine from weeks one through three, uh, that there's a possibility he's going to be active. Are they going? Are they getting him snaps in that fullback role? Uh, possibly. He, he's he's a little bit tougher, uh, more physical runner than our other running backs for sure. Maybe he's going to be put in that Kyle Juszczyk role. I'm not sure. We haven't seen anything, you know, him do anything like that in the past. So that's going to be completely hypothetical, so we'll see. Um, If Hurd was healthy, he would be the perfect fit to put in fullback. You are exactly correct. I love Jalen Hurd. It was my favorite pick of the entire draft outside of Bosa. Uh, The back injury is huge, and we have to understand, we've got to hope that we are in the exact same position that we are in now. Last week, again, all the questions were about Emmanuel Mosley, we need a cornerback, and Justin School, we need a left tackle. Those questions don't exist anymore. You're not seeing any questions about them anymore. So hopefully there is a way in which we can answer those questions again because these are just fill-in. These are substitute players that are just holding, keeping average play at those positions until we get our studs back. And again, you look at Kyle Juszczyk, Joe Staley, Mike McGlinchey, all three are top run run blockers at their position in the entire NFL, not just for the 49ers of the NFC West. They're the best of the best. So we need these guys that know the system so that Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to dumb down his scheme. They all know what they're doing out there. Um, This is going to allow Kyle Shanahan to try to put us in matchups to make good things happen. And I think that that's going to happen. Now, uh, let's jump in just a little bit to the history of the matchup in the Vegas lines. Uh, Currently, with where it is sitting... Over on my bookie, I'm going to go through my uh, special bets of the week with this game. I got a crazy bet for you guys. Um, it, it's it not necessarily a long shot, but um, it, it's uh, it's not an even bet for sure. It is. We got. I'm going to make some money this week. I hope you guys join me. It's going to be good. So just teasing that one later. We'll we'll talk about that. But just the Vegas lines over on my bookie and most Vegas sites. 49ers are getting three points. So again, the common theme is this. The home team usually loses three points according to odds. That's what home field advantage dictates is three points. So 
Vegas and the money is saying this is a close game. These two teams are evenly matched. We're not really, really sure um, what that uh, who's going to win or who's the better team. And the over-under is 50.5 points. Um, uh, real quick, John, what is the FFF site you keep mentioning? The 49ers Faithful Forum is a Facebook page. Uh, it's a group on Facebook where people just kind of hash out 49ers stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can spend a lot of time over there if you want to talk 49ers football with people that know what the hell they're talking about. So again, just go to uh, Facebook, type in 49ers Faithful Forum, it'll pull up and basically here's the deal you just got to fill out like a couple quick things to get in ask you like when do you become a fan who's your favorite player uh, just so you keep the bots out and the people that want to get in there and troll and whatever else so uh 49ers faithful forum head over there thanks tj for asking about that now the over-under is at 50.5 points. I am staying away from that bet. Um, I did bet the 49ers. Well, I got 3.5 points because I jumped on it early. I talked about that earlier this week that I didn't think it was going to stay that way. So I got that extra half point for those of you that got in early with me. Um, again, if you only listen to the scouting report or the breakdown right after the game, that's cool. We do four episodes a week here during the season. So, uh, And I highlight bets every episode just because I, I love to watch where the money is. I think Think that once people put all that money down in the Vegas lines, it tells us kind of what uh, the most informed experts think is going to happen. Now, the history of the Rams and the 49ers is very, very close. Okay, the 49ers have the edge now. Uh, they are up 69, nice, uh, to 67 with three ties. So we're up two games. It's relatively close. Uh, we lead barely. Now, the Rams have won three out of four since the new coaching regimes have stepped in. So uh, since Kyle Shanahan and McVay has stepped in. Uh, they have won three out of four. Now, the one win that we have had did take place in Los Angeles. That was two years ago. So uh, Kyle Shanahan has won in L.A., and that was kind of their big year where they exploded on the scene of things. Um, so, the, yeah, this is our second home. At the Coliseum, I'm not the biggest fan of that stadium whatsoever. Um, but you take that for what it is. It's, it's what it is. Um, anyway. Now, let's jump into the defense. So, and whenever it, we're going to be completely focused on the LA Rams today, what they do, what to pay attention to personnel wise, scheme wise, tendencies, all those things. Their strengths, okay? Their strengths are their defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. I believe that he is by far one of the best uh, defensive coordinators in the entire NFL. He's one of those guys that's not a great head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator. He's a player's DC. Then he he wants outside physical press corners, very similar to the 49ers, and he wants defensive pressure with his front four. They don't blitz a lot. Uh, if you look over the last two games, they blitz Seattle 10 times and they blitz the Bucks seven times. That's it. They want to get pressure with their upfront guys. Now, that's going to be difficult because Clay Matthews, as we said, he broke his jaw last week for the Seahawks. He's going to be out a month. Now, Clay Matthews hasn't played very, very well, but Dante Fowler has. Dante Fowler was considered a draft bust and kind of written off uh, whenever he was in, um, in Florida. It didn't really work out too well. But he has played wonderfully this year. He has 30 pressures by himself, which is a lot, and four total sacks. So Dante Fowler is no longer that guy that you can just be like, oh, whatever. Now, I am curious how it's going to go without Clay Matthews on the other side because now you're going to be able to isolate the one good pass rusher that they have on the edge. Now, it can't move on without strengths, without talking about Aaron Donald. Um, he has not had the defensive player of the year type play 
play that we're used to seeing from him, but he's still highly effective. 24 pressures, only one sack at this time. I think he had six sacks by week six last year. So you can kind of see the dip in that production, but definitely not to be taken lightly. Um, He is still impressive for sure. Now, weaknesses, here's the deal. They give up a ton of points, and this is characteristic of most Wade Phillips defenses. They are a gambling defense that they want their corners to be highly aggressive. Interceptions are key in this offense. So Marcus Peters, probably one of the most prototypical corners for this defense. You know, they went and traded uh, for him from Kansas City, which if Andy Reid gets tired of you, that should let you know something whenever, uh, again, I don't want to go off on an Andy Reid or Kansas City or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> They got Kareem Hunt, stuck by him until the video came out. They traded for Frank Clark, which if you want to go back and look into the Frank Clark stuff before he was drafted with Seattle, holy freaking cow. Um, Marcus Peters, he's got his own thing. Tyreek Hill, good Lord. So you look at all these horrible human beings and all the terrible things they have done to women and children, but Marcus Peters is the guy that you have to ship off because you just can't handle him. That should tell you something. Um But Marcus Peters, make no mistake, he is a hell of a corner, very, very physical, but he is always at the top of the NFL in most yards and touchdowns allowed. He gets burned so much. But if even if you look back to that Bucks game when they got blown blown out by the Bucks, he gives up uh, you know a sixty yard touchdown and on a double move to Mike Evans, he's not even fifteen yards without within Mark, Mike Evans. Very next drive, he gets a pick six on the same route that Mike Evans faked to juke him out. So he's one of those guys that doesn't really care if you score on him. He is one of those people that's going to be able to step up and kind of gamble uh, and get those interceptions. So that's going to be key. Uh, Hopefully we don't throw a lot of out routes this week (laughs) on the outside to his side. Uh, George Kittle injured in practice. Yes, uh, updated that earlier. But again, Kittle is questionable with an injured groin. Um, I still do think that he will play. I do believe that Kittle will be playing. He is questionable, but I do think that they are going to uh, be able to play Kittle. Perhaps it's just fewer snaps, but that is going to be key. Uh, No doubt about that. Now, let's look at players that we can exploit on this defense, and there are many. Okay, um, Akib Talib is out, as we said. Josh Hill is going to be the corner that steps in um, on the outside. But he, here's the thing: the safety is the target here. Okay, John Johnson, he has already missed eight tackles. That's already he's given up a few different touchdowns. Marcus Peters has given up two touchdowns, and this is a secondary that you could take advantage of. Um, they like to play a super, super deep safety press man on the outside, which is kind of becoming a little bit more prototypical in the NFL. But again, as I said, they want to gamble. They want to gamble. They want to gamble. Now they do love to have as many men in the box as possible. Um, even though they only bring four people on pressure regularly, they love to crowd their linebackers up close to the line of scrimmage, which is going to create a lot of running lanes. Um, I love it whenever I see defenses do that from an offensive standpoint because it just creates one level of the defense. Um, even if they're bailing at the snap to get back to their depth at the linebacker position, um, you're you're creating even more time to develop the blocking angles that you want. So that's something for sure to look into. Um, real quick, can Shanahan continue to work his offensive magic with so many injuries, now including Kittle? 
you don't change the system that's working. Okay, everybody in this system has played these positions, even Roz Dwelly at fullback. Um, again, I do believe Kittle's going to play. Uh, that's just my own personal feeling. Um, the fact that they came out and said that he is questionable, I think that's going to help a little bit. Uh, now, maybe something comes up and he doesn't play at all, but I think that he's for sure going to give it a shot. I do believe that Kyle Shanahan can work his magic in the run game. Now, the passing game is going to be a whole other thing, and we're going to talk about that because here's the deal. You know, I did some deep diving, statistical diving. Jimmy Garoppolo right now leads the entire NFL in quickest time of getting the ball out of his hands. Okay, it's like 2.2 seconds on average. So any, and again, that's like a minimum of five passes. There's like a half back in there that's got a better time or whatever. It doesn't matter. But as far as any quarterback taking over five passes, Jimmy Garoppolo is number one in the NFL for quickest release, snap to release. He's getting the ball out quick, and that's a Kyle Shanahan thing. Now, we look at the flip side, and we'll come back to Jimmy Garoppolo. You look at the flip side, you know, Jared Goff way down on that list. He's 38th for longest time in the pocket. And a big reason why their offense hasn't been doing as well as we've thought so in the past is because he's getting hit a lot and there's a lot of turnovers because they're taking their time. So now jumping back to our side, right? We've got to get the ball out quick. That has to continue. Now, with the tackles, replacement tackles at both the left and right tackle is a big deal. We've got to get the ball out quick. And the times that we do hold the ball, we have to max protect. We saw that if you if you didn't watch the video breakdown that I uploaded on YouTube yesterday, go check that out. I highlight one of the opportunities where it's a play-action max protect. And what I mean by that is we only sent two guys out on a route. So you have Jimmy Garoppolo, two guys out on a route. That's eight people blocking. Now, they dropped in deep zone coverage, and they had five people guarding two. But it was a zone um, coverage. And so Marquise Goodwin was able to find one of the spots and just sit down. But because we're max protecting, Jimmy Garoppolo had time to find him and get a huge first down. So... Kyle Shanahan has to keep doing those quick dink and dunk, just super, super fast, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And then whenever you do want to go for that huge play, you've got to have extra blockers in there, tight ends on both sides or an up back to step up and help out those tackles. So I I think that Kyle Shanahan, this is where he's going to earn his money. Um, We're going to find out who the better coach is going to be this week because is it McVay without um, Gurley, who's been banked up anyway, and perhaps without Brandon Cooks, or is it going to be Kyle Shanahan, who's, you know, without both his left and right tackle, um, several other injuries as well. If you're looking at our wide receiver core, it's it's going to be, this is going to be fun. Th- this is great football. Division football, both teams, uh, playoff hopefuls. This is awesome. And it's, it, there's boring football to watch, uh, basically any team with the Bills in there, and there's fun football. This is going to be great. So very, very excited about the game. Uh, this is going to be awesome. So now what I want to do is I want to jump over to the offensive side, okay? Um, again, this is the Rams' offensive side. What makes them great? What uh, are their major issues, things like that, scheme and all that? So their strengths. They put up a lot, a lot of yards and a lot of points. Sometimes they've been playing from behind almost all year, but um, they're putting it up. They're number six in total points scored and top five in total yards. So you could talk about their defense. You could talk about the issues that they're having. Still high potency offense. Okay, we cannot forget about that. Now they are 
They do lead the NFL in pass attempts, which is never a good thing. Okay, You want to be able to rely on the run, and now that Todd Gurley's out, that's going to be even more problematic um, because now you're going to be playing with the backups. I, I'm assuming Todd Gurley's not playing. I am also assuming that George Kittle is playing. So you can call me a homer or whatever. It, Gurley's been trending to not playing all week. Okay, um, If you talk about Kittle, this is something. He strained his groin in practice. Um, more details might come out. He might not play, but I don't think that they're going to tell anybody that until game day. So even if like he ripped his groin and he's going on IR, they're going to say questionable, and he's going to say he's a game-time decision. We're going to warm him up, and then they'll say inactive. But uh, you can't really add somebody now. I wish they could, but you couldn't get anybody up to speed unless they played in this system before. Now, the weaknesses of the offense, turnovers. They're 28th in the NFL in turnovers. They have 11 so far, 7 interceptions, 4 fumbles um so it's 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 really interesting because the way we match up 49ers number one in the nfl and forced turnovers per game this team bottom three so that's great you got to hope those trends continue now where it clashes is this listen here we go the rams lead the entire nfl in rushing touchdowns 49ers the only team in the nfl to not allow a touchdown which one of those is going to give you're telling me Gurley's out eventually somebody's going to get a rushing touchdown against us. I don't think it happens this week. I really, really don't think it happens this week. Now, as far as their scheme, they are an 11 personnel almost all the time. Now, last week um, against the Seattle defense on Thursday, they did a whole bunch of 12, much more 12 personnel. That's one back, two tight ends, way more than usual. Um, It it was weird. Uh, They've done 12 personnel in the past, but a lot of times, even when they're in 12, they'll flex one of their tight ends out to a split uh, tight end. So even though they'll have two tight ends out there, they're not in like a big formation. They were in a bit, lot of big for. They did some 12 and 13 personnel this week, which is relatively new for them. So not quite sure if they're going to continue to do that or not. Now their offensive tendencies and play calling. Here's the deal. Jared Goff throws a beautiful pass when nobody's around him. However, he has been atrocious, atrocious, I think that's a word, there we go, uh, with the deep ball. He's only 3 for 13 on deep passes. Deep passes constitutes a ball that traveled 20 or plus yards in the air before it got to his target. 3 for 13, so that's awful. And, um, like I said, 38th in the NFL for longest time in the pocket. That should just excite all of our pass rushers because we've been getting to the quarterback a lot. If he's going to hold on to the ball, I guarantee you uh, Jared Goff's going to be hitting the ground a lot. Okay. Now, staying with tendencies, they love running off the offensive right tackle, so that's two Eric Armstead. Again, the strength of our defense is going to be Armstead and Buckner versus the run on that left defensive side. I love that. Um, so they've run it off the right tackle 36 times. No other place on the offense, you know, either A-gap, B-gap, outside, whatever, has more than 15 rushing attempts uh, designed to go there. So um, for some reason, they love that right side. Um, Go ahead, run it at Eric Armstead. It's not going to go well for you there. Now, players to watch out for. They do have some major, major playmakers. I think the two most dangerous people on this team is Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Cooper Cup is having... Oh, goodness. Uh, He is top four in the NFL, all wide receivers, for these three categories. He has 41 receptions, 505 yards, and four touchdowns. All of those, um, he's top four in the NFL. So uh, he is just, he's killing it. Now, one thing that I did find was interesting, not one pass attempt 
to Cooper Cup out of 41 receptions has traveled more than 20 yards. He's not a deep passer. He is a zone buster out of the slot that does a lot of ins and outs, drags, rub routes, and kind of double move, but still staying shallow where he fakes to the right kind of an option route and then breaks to the left. So it's interesting. Eventually, they're going to have to go deep with him just to break tendencies. But, man, if I'm guarding him, I'm just going to bracket coverage inside out and just say there's no way this guy hasn't gone deep once this year um, and take that away. We'll see what happens. Um, Robert Woods as well. He's one of their outside wide receivers. He has some of the best hands in the NFL. He was with Buffalo, and he traded. He came over. Um, he had a really slow start, but there was a game uh, two weeks ago. He had 17 targets in one game, so he can really take over a game. And Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, who's really, really old, came over from Cincinnati. That guy is special. I am so excited to watch Whitworth versus Bosa, the old kind of you know six foot seven athletic left tackle versus the new rookie on the edge. That's going to be a lot. A lot of fun. Um, hopefully Bosa can get the better of him, but uh, Bosa does play on both sides, but predominantly he plays on the defensive right, which would line him up against the left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. So something fun to watch there. Um, now, here we go. Players to exploit. Man, we have two different, uh, three different offensive linemen that are you can just destroy. Okay, their right tackle, right tackle Haverstein. He's allowed twenty-one pressures with six penalties. That is not just to put this into perspective. The 49ers have allowed 26 pressures all year. Their right tackle alone, 21 pressures allowed with six penalties. So the left defensive end, gosh, if D Ford was more healthy and could get 40 snaps this game, he would kill it. Um, just because it's an awful matchup for Haverstein, who struggles versus the speed rush, D Ford might be the best speed rusher in the entire NFL. Him and Von Miller, they're they're both up there. It's just uh, Ford hasn't been healthy. Now, two other players, both guards. Okay, you have Note Bloom and Blythe. Both of them have given up over 18 pressures by themselves. Okay, so again, Buckner, yeah, I'm kind of jumping into my predictions here. Buckner is going to destroy this week. Okay, Buckner, Buckner, Buckner. I'm so excited. I, I can't uh, say this enough. It's all going to be, um, it's all going to be Buckner. I'm so excited to see what this guy is going to do. So let's jump into the meat and potatoes. Here we go. We've set the stage. What are the predictions and keys to this game? Um, here we go. This, this I'm going to get to my predictions a little bit later right here, but here is what I care about most. Run, 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 run. The rush attempts for the 49ers this season have been 32 week one, 42, 40, 40. That has to stay true. If the 49ers rush have 40 or more rushing attempts this week, the 49ers are going to win. That's my key stat. If we have 40 or more rushing attempts, 49ers win, period. That's the key stat, okay? Um, so that's number one. Now my prediction for the score, 28 to 24, 49ers win and uh, they, with the points. They're going to win outright, and they're going to cover. They're going to win. Uh, 
I really do believe the 49ers are the better team here. Um, I, I just, I really do think it. I keep getting things. Is Kittle playing? As far as we know, yes. I do believe that Kittle is going to play. I do believe Kittle is going to play. Um, now, uh, we'll have to see. One of those things that you're going to have to watch big time is the warm-ups before the game. I'll be at the game up there, so I'll try to get some video. I'll try to film him out there and see how he looks and put that up there. Um, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where that would be, uh, at JL underscore Chapman. Now, back to the predictions, 28 to 24. And here's the deal with my bet of the week. So if you want to make some money with me, this is what I'm betting this week. And this one's a little crazy, but that's okay. Um, head over to mybookie.ag. I love my my bookie because they're just so fast, reliable. You bet, you win, you get paid. So easy to get money money in, to get money out, and you can bet on everything. They have so many things. So you could bet just the traditional over and under spread and all that stuff, which if you want to do that, that's great. Um, head over there, mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, which is key. If you already have an account, um, that's okay, but... If you're setting up an account, use promo code 49ers. That doubles your initial deposit, and it helps the podcast out tremendously. So just want to say thank you to all those people that did that. Now, here's what you do. Go to mybookie.ag. You scroll down, and you click on Props Builder. Okay, I built this one. So this is the Chapman special, if you will. Here we go. These are the three things that I'm betting, and it plays out plus 950, okay? Brita to have 70 yards rushing. Score one touchdown and the 49ers win. All three of those things have to happen. So it's plus 950. So I bet I put $10 down on that, and that's to win 105. I really do believe, again, if I'm staying with my uh, with what I'm saying with my prediction, okay, we're going to rush 40 times, and we're going to score 28 points. I do believe that Brito continues to be the starting running back, and I believe that he doesn't have to have that many carries to get 70 yards. Um, but 70 yards, one touchdown, and 49ers win, plus 950. I love it. Now, the offensive MVP, it's down between two people, Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Brita. They're going to ball out. And, again, I think that this rings true. True. If for some crazy reason Kittle doesn't play, which I do think he will, um, I, I do think that that's going to happen. So I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I want him to throw away from <laughs> Marcus Peters as much as possible because, again, the only way the 49ers lose because of our defense, which I'm going to jump to in a second, is turnovers. I do not think that the Rams can just beat us straight up if we don't have any turnovers. The way that they design their defense is sacks and turnovers. So if we can limit those two things, I think we're going to be okay. Again, the key stat is 40 rushing attempts. Now, defensive MVP, DeForest Buckner is going to kill these guards. It's going to be wonderful. And here's the thing that I think is kind of a little bit of extra motivation for DeForest Buckner. Not that he needs it, but here's the deal. You want to be considered one of the better interior defensive lineman in the NFL, guess who you got to do it against? You got to do it against Aaron Donald. Now, is Buckner lining up against Aaron Donald? No. But you have to outperform him in his home and show you are at that caliber. Now, he's had a little bit of a rocky start to the season. He's had um, two great games and two okay games. It's time to have an exceptional game. And with Andrew Whitworth on the left side, he's going to be going up against Bosa the majority of the game. And Andrew Whitworth's one of the best left tackles, pass-protecting left tackles in the NFL. This is going to allow DeForest Buckner to get upfield. I really do believe that. And then you add to the fact, uh, Goff, he... 38th in the NFL and longest time holding on to the ball. All those things just seem to say, go and get him. 
really, really excited. Really, really excited. Um, anyway, it's I'm pumped, guys. Um, really, really excited for this week. Again, um, if you are heading out to the game, please let me know so that we can meet up. Just say what's up at least. Uh, get a picture together, which would be pretty fun uh, for myself. Uh, and maybe a beer. That would be a lot of fun as well. Now, the reaction show will be taking place Sunday night. But I've got to get home from the game. So uh, it'll be about an hour or two later than normal time, but we'll still get something up. I don't care how late it is. I'll make sure we get a reaction show up. So until then, guys, it's going to be a heck of a week. Um, We've got a lot of good stuff coming. I'm really, really excited. If you want to know how great the 49ers are, we're finding out this week. We're finding out this week. So until then, let's go get another W. Uh, As we say, L.A. is our second home. I truly do believe that. And we're going to go beat these division rivals and, man, improve to 5-0. So until then, just want to say thanks. Make sure you hit that like button and stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.